want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide. Six steps to infuse storytelling into your live videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. Susan Cartilia is my guest today. We have been friends for a decade, which I truly can't believe. We share a big history, y'all. She is a mama, nutrition educator, holistic health coach, entrepreneur, yoga teacher, and founder of Radiate Kombucha. You're going to love her real, authentic honesty about her business and her life. In this episode, we discuss the importance of relationships in your business, how to cultivate community, culture, and compassion, and allowing your practice to walk in the world. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. OMG, I have with me today a friend who I, we haven't seen each other in person in a few years, but we go back and I am so honored to have you with me today. Y'all welcome to the podcast, Susan Cartilia. Thank you. I am beyond honored to be here and to reconnect with you. It's like warming my heart on so many levels to be connecting like this. So thank you. Likewise. So obviously we, you and I have a relationship, but some of my audience members definitely know you, but some don't. So why don't you start by saying, well, giving us a little background on who you are, what you do, and the kind of people that you serve. I'm a seeker. I'm a student. I'm a teacher. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a yogi, I'm a mom, and a businesswoman. I have three different businesses, one of which is Radiate Kombucha. We're in year three and in the process of scaling to be available nationwide. Which I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a holistic nutritionist, and I have a private coaching practice. And I work with mostly women healing different gut um, dysbioses and different challenges in regards to food, eating disorders, autoimmune deficiencies, things like this. And I'm a yoga teacher and a spiritual seeker. So I teach, I teach publicly, I teach privately, and I teach a lot of Sanskrit mantra. And it sort of all gets threaded, you know, throughout one another, like, our little kombucha scobies have mantras playing 24-7. My nutrition clients learn how to meditate. You know, it, it all kind of like blends together and feeds each other. But that's the gist of what I do, you know, when I'm not chasing after my kids and all that good stuff. That's interesting because that is that is so similar to me in the sense that, you know, every, if you come to take a storytelling course with me, you're going to practice pranayama. Totally. I mean, that's just, it's just part of the experience. It's part of the the thread, so to speak, of the yoke, of yoga, of bringing it all together. But you've got three different sections. So I want to get into them a little bit because, well, the the first one I want to start with is the holistic health coaching. Mm -hmm. When somebody comes to you, what is the primary reason that they come generally? You know, there's so many different reasons, but no matter what, right, we always we always teach what we need to learn or we always teach what we need to practice. So no matter how much I love to jump into, like I said, autoimmune stuff or gut stuff, 
more often than not, my typical client is a woman, a mom, an entrepreneur, a yogi who is looking for balance. And that imbalance can show up in any number of ways, whether it's a physical ailment or a mental, um, emotional ailment or a spiritual crisis, right? Like all of our imbalances show up in our lives in different ways, but really using food as the primary modality, but it's holistic nutrition, right? So food is anything that feeds us. This can be our spirituality, our physical work, any anything that feeds us. So using food of in all of its definitions to to come back to balance. So like I said, typically I love to delve into deeper, more challenging, more, you know, my, my ego loves that bigger stuff, but no matter what, I'm always brought back to just women seeking balance, largely. What does that mean to you, balance? <laughs> it can mean any number of things, you know? I think in short, it means feeling full. And I think for me personally, that's so different every single day. My cup gets full in so many different ways and learning how to keep that afloat essentially while feeding myself nourishing myself my life's work is, is learning how to do all of my passions and fulfill all of my passions and and love my loved ones the way I want to love them while simultaneously loving myself in all the ways that I know I need it yeah you're this amazing multi what I call the multi-hyphenate creative you have so many talents and gifts and it's about being able to fully integrate them right to find that balance and be in harmony with not only your business but also your personal life and yourself yeah there's no difference for me yeah it's all one right like it's all it's all the same when one is out of balance then the other is at least in my world absolutely you mentioned gut health a few times and i want to chat about this because you really helped me work through my gut health issues. I had severe gut problems. And I don't know if you remember this, but many, many years ago, you taught me. You didn't know how to chop an onion. That's what I remember. (laughs) You're right. I did not know how to chop an onion. I was standing like really far away and you were like, no, you need to grab the knife. (laughs) And I was like, I've never chopped an onion. And you were like, wait, what? And I'm like, I live in New York in a studio apartment All I do is eat out. And you're like, and you wonder why you have some gut problems. (laughs) Nicer than that, but okay. You were, you were much nicer than that. In fact, you laughed at me a lot. We, We had a really good time in the kitchen that day. But one of the things that you really offered me was fermentation. And in fact, it drives my, my partner, Michael, crazy because there's like jars in the refrigerator, right? At all times. Can you talk about fermentation and its importance and what it does to gut health for anybody who's like, what are they chatting about? Yeah. Oh God. It's such a, it's such a broad topic and I can, it is, it's it's my, it's like the, the grand love of my life, fermentation. And you had asked me before our chat to send, you know, some, some things that were important to me or what have you. And something that I always go back to is cultivating culture, community and care or compassion. And this idea of cultivating culture is one that is the best way I can define fermentation or talk about it. Because most of us, when we think of fermentation, the first thing we think of is gut health and um, probiotics and, you know, jars of things fermenting or, or supplements or what have you. And I think of fermentation in such a broader sense when we start to look at its real definition of cultivating culture. And we start to look at this idea of culture as a culture of bacteria 
but culture is also how we connect to one another. It's also how we define the way that we move as a community. And so when we start to look at why fermented foods help our body feel better, we're talking about microbacteria. We're talking about a diverse microbacteria to populate our microbiome, right? Our, our gut, which is not only our belly, but our entire being. And when we start to really inundate our body with these kinds of foods that are rich in a diverse microbacteria, yes, of course, it helps our immune system and it helps our gut, but it also helps our entire being be more diverse and more integrated into a particular type of culture. Mm, That is so good. (laughs) And as somebody who has experienced it with you and then taken it out into my life and made it a part of my life, I can definitely attest to not only what it's done for me physically, but what it's done for me holistically all the way um, across the board in my life. That makes me so happy to hear. I want to thank you for that. And I also, this is also interesting because it relates to your other business. I, I had never had kombucha before you either. And here you are now, and this is before you had Radiant Miami. Mm-hmm. Talk about now, how did that business come about? And and where's it going? Oh my God, it's really crazy. Like it says on our website, you know, even our business plan is organic because <laughs> there never was one. <laughs> um, so about three years ago, I was kind of, you know, at a crossroads in my life, like a little bit of a renaissance for myself personally. And my, my professional work had really taken a shift towards educating around around gut health, but also about about localizing our food systems. And I, I kind of delved really deep into the studies of soil and, and dirt and, and how that affects our microbiome and how that affects, you know, how local farming affects us and the importance of eating locally. So I had this idea to start what I call the fermentation CSA. So what I would do is I would take all of the leftovers of what the farmers who became my friends didn't sell at farmer's markets. And I would ferment it, ferment it, right? Because as most people know, food waste is a huge, huge, huge issue in our country. And that was something I wanted to speak to. So I would take all of the waste from the farmers, the locally grown produce, ferment them in different sorts of ways. And people would have a membership and every week they would pick up their box of food waste, which was now, you know, microbiome diverse, like gold, essentially. And this kind of grew and it picked up a little bit of steam. So I have a very dear friend who owned a space called the Winwood Yard. And she was like, well, why don't you make a pickup space here in Winwood? So I did that. And about two weeks before, I decided that it would be fun to throw kombucha on draft. Um, I've been brewing kombucha at home since I was a teenager. And it's something that has always been part of just my own practice. But I've never sold or anything like that before. So I thought if people are coming to pick up their little fermentation kit, maybe they can fill up a growler of kombucha. And no one was doing that in Miami yet at that point. So I did. And within just a matter of weeks, people were asking to buy it wholesale. And for about three or four months, I said, no, absolutely not. That's not what I'm doing. You know, listen to me. I'm talking about localizing our food system. I'm talking about fermentation. You know, listen to me, listen to me. And slowly the business that I intended to start, you know, slowly started to die off. Whereas the kombucha itself became, it started to take over. I couldn't keep up with the production fast enough. And my boyfriend looked at me and said, you know, babe, what are you doing? You have a business here and you're, you're kind of denying, you're not looking at what's in front of you. And, um, 
you know, it was kind of one of those pivots where I said, okay, let me, let me think long and hard about this. Um, and I didn't really think very long, but I thought hard and very quickly it just kind of took over. So with a lot of help with a lot of friends from the hospitality industry, because I paid my way through nutrition school and my undergraduate degrees by working in bars and restaurants, I, I knew a lot of people and I was very well connected um, to the restaurant industry. So very quickly, a lot of people kind of pitched in and helped me in different ways with a kitchen, a commercial kitchen space and bottling facilities and all of this stuff. And within six months, um, we had, I don't know, 50 to 75 wholesale accounts. And I never did a single sales pitch or, you know, people were coming to my little shop at the Wynwood Yard to pick up their wholesale orders because I was like, I can't deliver. It's just me and all of that with my then four-year-old and my nutrition practice full-time. And at that point, I was still bartending a couple nights a week also. So it was just a really crazy time of growth and expansion and just pouring out of of creativity. And it's been about about three years now, almost three years, 2017 we started. So yeah, three years. And now we are in the, the scaling phase. We launched in Whole Foods here in South Florida we rolled out in the state of Texas with a grocery chain. Pre-COVID, we were in close to 200 different locations in South Florida. Not sure where we're at now, but we're growing pretty rapidly. And um, like I said to you before, I feel I'm, I'm in year three of my MBA at this point because I didn't go to business school. I never considered myself a businesswoman, but here I am negotiating de- distribution deals and learning about freight and all of this stuff. And it's been just this really amazing I don't know. It's an amazing opportunity to take business and look at it creatively. There's so many things I love about this. One is that you went mm-hmm. with the energy. Totally. You know, rather than being in resistance and being like, no, this is what I know I'm supposed to do in the world. Well, I was for quite a while, you know, for a couple of months. <laughs> well, a couple of months, not sure. years and years and years. Like you had this <laughs> opportunity and, and you also had people in your life that were like, hey, babe, totally. take a look at this. Right. Like you had a, you had a great man in your mm-hmm. life to be like, uh, hello, which helps. But you also then had all of these people who stepped up for you to support you. And so much of that also has to do with the relationships that you built over years in your life and the community going back to the cultivating community culture and compassion, the community that you created for yourself so that people would be there for you when you needed the support. Absolutely. And how I never knew it, but I've been training all these years for this, you know, like all totally. years of bartending at the club and all this stuff, you know, and like managing yoga studios and all of these things that I was like, this is just my hustle. This is just my hustle. It's for something bigger. You know, I didn't realize I was developing a palette for flavors. I didn't realize that I was creating relationships. I didn't realize I was learning how that industry works so I could then be of better service to it. Even, you know, going back further, you know, I mean, you know, I went to undergrad for acting and like, for how many years I was like, what a waste, what a waste. Now I'm like, no, now I know how to teach large groups. Now I know how to speak in front of people. Now I know how to tell my story, you know, and I never knew how much it would all serve me until one day I opened my eyes and I was like, oh yeah, okay, it makes sense now. Yeah, this is something that I talk with my students a lot about because I always say every moment of your life leads you in some way into this alignment, Mm. into business alignment. When you are in alignment is when all of those bits and pieces begin to have synergy, to come together in a way that is uniquely 
you. And as personal brands, that's like vital that, that it's uniquely coming from the, the source above, through, whatever, however you want to, however you see source, but that you're this, this channel that has been divinely almost saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And surrendering to that. And that's been a, a life for me as well. Years of wanting to be something or thinking I was supposed to be something rather than just allowing myself to be exactly who I'm meant to be. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the self-actualization process, which goes back to yoga, right? Like, and here we are, (laughs) ultimately. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's like, it's been a lifetime of sort of like strong arming where I think I'm supposed to be, you know? (laughs) And right now, my practice is so much just about what you said, being okay with where I am. And, And those of us who have a really strong vision and strong creative mindset and strong entrepreneurial skills... That's a really hard thing to do because I'm always looking at the 12 steps I need to do next to get where I want to go or where I'm in business to go. And that's all great. And it, you know, it also services, but compartmentalizing that and just being really okay with the process, that's my life's work so much and slowing down to really see how it actually speeds me up, you know? Oh, that's, that is right on because you have to be able to hold a visionary space because you're a visionary. Mm -hmm. And yet you have to allow yourself the grace. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that is like slowing down and taking some breaths and not pushing. Because the minute you begin to push, or at least for me, the minute I start to really push something, doesn't work. Right. Doesn't work. Right. Because it be- then it becomes about my sort of, almost I want to say the word ego, but almost like my uh, desire versus how I can serve. Right. And it's too like about knowing when to use which, right? Like there are times where, yeah, we got to push something through, like, especially in the business world, I'm learning, I have to really like push, you know, but that doesn't mean in my life, I do. Yeah, that can be my work, but it doesn't have to be my my actual work. Yeah. So these people that supported you so much, this this community, talk about the importance of building community, maybe now more than (laughs) than ever before. Mm -hmm. And how you were able to do that. God, you know, it's it's a lesson that I've relearned over and over and over again in my life. The importance of community that I really thought I understood so many times and has been like shown to me on such a deeper level over and over again. Yeah, certainly that time that I referred to earlier when I had, you know, a friend who owned a juice bar, like the coolest, trendiest juice bar in Miami, be like, here, we're going to put you on tap and use my bottle guy and, you know, things like that, of course. But more so, you know, in times, especially as a woman, but for everyone in like the deepest, darkest moments of of my life, in the depths of of darkness, the way that my community has come around me, whether or not they even knew what I was going through initially, you know, but it goes back to that, that surrendering and saying yes and being in the flow, the way that I've constantly and consistently found myself held and supported and loved is something that I will forever be humbled by and never, ever, ever take for granted. So I don't know if that answers your question or not, but it's, it's something I just have to speak to because it's really incredible. I think so. I think it does. And how do you see that in, you, you mentioned it personally, but how do you see it in, in interplay with business? You know, again, like I don't really differentiate the two. I'll give you a really good example right now with my kombucha business. We are, pardon my French, but totally because 
we have had this massive expansion and, you know, we really reeled everything back with COVID. We, you know, unfortunately had to let go of, of our staff and my fiance, actually, he had another business and he sold his shares and jumped on board with me because I really needed the support and his business wasn't feeding his passion, you know, so we essentially jumped in together at the, maybe a month, two months before COVID. And then we immediately had to, you know, like I said, unfortunately, let go of much of our, all of our staff, except for one. So it was three of us. We really reeled everything back because we didn't know what was going to happen. We did a pivot. We started doing home deliveries, all of these other things. I started, you know, really working my other business more, but really things came to a screeching halt. And then out of nowhere, we picked up distribution in Texas, and then it was the whole state, and now the whole state of Florida. And simultaneously, we developed three really nasty wild yeast infections in our batches because we're dealing with a live product. And we lost thousands and thousands of dollars of product, but more so time. So whereas we're supposed to be branching out and putting out tons and you know thousands of gallons of product, we've got next to nothing brewing. And because of the community that we have built, because my business is built on relationships, it's all good. Because even my distributors who are massive corporations, you know, multi-billion dollar corporations we're working with, because I have created a personal relationship with my buyers, I took the time to shoot an email and to pester them and say, yeah, but can we get on the phone? Can we hop on a talk? And they say, we don't, we don't really do that with, with our vendors. And I said, yeah, but yeah, but can we just connect? Because I have these personal relationships now and I didn't do it for any other reason other than I wanted just to understand the business more. We're going to be okay because I was able to pick up the phone and call them or shoot them an email and say, Hey, listen to what happened. And it's because of the quality of our product that it's a live product that these things happen that, you know, they responded with, okay, cool. We get it. When can you hook us up? That is brilliant. That is such brilliant advice, honestly, for anybody who's listening. You know, it's funny because on my sort of vision board of 2020 for my business, one of the things right on it was personalization. Mm -hmm. Because I think now more than ever, people really want it. They just don't know that they do. Mm -hmm. And because you did develop those relationships with people, that shifts things. When they know your name, when they know your voice, they know your face, it shifts things for people. It deepens the sense of understanding and knowledge of who you are and why you do what you do. Yeah, there's integrity there now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so there's community there. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, again, it sounds cheesy, but when we share microbacteria with someone, when we share culture fermented foods, we also cultivate that sort of connection and community with the people. Um, We begin to really feel what they're feeling because we literally share the same bacteria. So there's a million ways to build community and to build relationships. And whether it's with food or, you know, conversations or persistence, like I have, you know, like I said, I've pestered so many of these people until maybe they just took a call to shut me up. But I'm really, really grateful now because, you know, we're going to be okay. It worked. (laughs) And I didn't know why I was doing it at the time, you know, other than just I needed connection. And I think that's where the yoga and the health coaching and all of that has informed me as a businesswoman, because I'm not happy with a cold informal email. You know, it doesn't feed me and I'm never going to do something that doesn't really fuel me or feed me or speak to my soul. So that's sort of how I've chosen to run my business. And 
it's been really ill-advised to me so many times. People have said like, oh, you know, Paul, you hippie, are you this, are you that, you know, but here I am, I feel I'm carving my own sort of path and so far so good. Nobody can see me out there in podcast land, but I'm shaking my head (laughs) like, nope, don't listen to those people. You know, I think more and more people are wanting this kind of way of being in business more every day because we've gotten so far away in in some ways from that personalization, as we're saying, that connection, that community, that when people make that extra effort, when people go that mile, you feel all the more connected to them. And I, I like to think of it, I call it my collaborators. Mm. How can I collaborate? I love that. How can I collaborate with you? Yeah. And don't be surprised if I, you know, call you out there and be like, hey, can we, can we do a 15 minute call just to face to face, you know, just to have a moment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So all of these businesses that are really moving forward in beautiful ways, how do you find the time for a personal practice? Because I know that you have one. (laughs) I know that you do. (laughs) Coming from the same ilk. Yeah. It's it's been really challenging with COVID. I'll tell you that because we have no childcare. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's been really hard. You know? And you know, there's, there's of course the, the age old answer that my practice is in everything I do. Yeah. And that's something I had to learn becoming a mother. It just doesn't look perfect really hardly ever anymore. I'm so grateful that I had many years of it looking that way. I did it ever though. Was it ever perfect? That's like, you know, you know like what does perfect mean? It wasn't in perfect, a practice? but it was dedicated and it was disciplined for a lot of years. Got you. I, the, oh, I, I see. That's what you mean by perfect. Yeah. No, I mean, little did I know, right. It goes back to that same thing. Like I've been, I've been training for this my whole life. Right. It was dedicated and it was disciplined for a lot of years. And I'm really grateful I have that foundation now because it's super shaky. I try. I get it in where I can. My practice, my personal practice looks a lot like midnight on my mat in a pitch dark room with my kids sleeping there. My practice looks a lot like repeating mantra when I'm driving. My practice looks a lot like showing up to class 30 minutes early to breathe before I teach. My practice looks a lot like a 20 minute run before I hop on, you know, three or four hours on the phone with clients just so I can move my body and feel my breath. Um, because my mind is too busy to even sit half the time these days. You know, my practice is really, really, really different. My practice is like, you know, breathing deeply while I apply oil to my body at 5.30 in the morning before I start my day. It's here and there, and it's sprinkled throughout. And yeah, maybe once or twice a week, I get on my mat and I get real sweaty and I breathe and I chant and I play my harmonium and, and I really tap into source. But that's not daily anymore, and I wish it could be, but it's just not where I am in my life right now. So I get little bits sprinkled throughout just to keep me tapped in and connected. You're more connected than you ever have been. So it's not about the practice being perfect. Mm -mm. It's about the walking, living embodiment. Because having known you for a decade or so. (laughs) crazy. (laughs) How did that happen? No. I don't know. When we're so young. <laughs> I know. I mean, we are only 25. We're still in our 20s. That's crazy. <laughs> I've witnessed your, your evolution and your growth. And sitting here talking with you today is beautiful 
grounded, creative, not only businesswoman, but like force of nature. And so I think the perfection is in this dance of imperfection in the daily living. Thank you for seeing me that way. That means a lot coming from you. You know, what I can say, what I think about when you when you talk about like how long we've known each other and what we've been through is that how many times in the last decade I've been brought to my knees, you know, by the hardness of life yeah. and the challenges and how I've just completely crumbled and been held and supported, yes, by community, but also by spirit and by source. And by no means do I look at myself and feel that I'm any of those things you said, but I definitely feel grounded and I definitely feel connected. And I definitely know that this imperfect journey is completely perfect. And there comes a certain confidence from that, that you can't fake, I think. Yeah, 100% agree that, you know, I know for me, my practice has completely evolved and shifted over the over the years. Like, yes, similar to you, at one point I was dedicated to the max, right? And, you know, over time, it, it it's become a dance. That's like the best way for me to describe it. Maybe that's going back to my dance days when I was a professional dancer, right? Like it goes back to my youth when I was a dancer in my youth, but it feels like a dance now, a dance with the divine. And a little bit less jazz hands. I don't know. But I, st- I, still, I still like the jazz hands. And, you know, when, when you mentioned pivot, you know, with my students, I'm always like, we don't pivot in our businesses. We, we kickball change pivot and throw some jazz hands in there. Uh-huh. It's true. So, you know, the jazz stands are still there. Okay. They're still there. Careful now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so true. You know, and it, it's so funny. I, I was joking about this with a friend the other day that I was like, wow, if I went back and like auditioned for something now, I'd probably be really good because I don't even, I have this new sense of I don't give a f- right? Totally. And totally. how much it used to be about performing and validation. And, you know, maybe it still would be. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm over it. But in that world, it's a different world. But, you know, it's it's a real evolution that's that's occurred. And I think that industry definitely has, you know, I don't know if it was helpful in that way to get here. But here I am. And I'm, I'm really grateful for it. Oh, it was definitely helpful to get you here. <laughs> you know, like, I, like I, I know for me it was anyway. I shouldn't say it was helpful for you. I'm telling you who you are. <laughs> It was for me in the sense of I had to have that experience. I had to be Mr. Jazz Hands in order to understand that there's the energy behind the jazz hands Mm -hmm. and that I can still sparkle, Mm -hmm. as can you. I can still be that jazz hand guy as long as it's from a real, authentic, fun, full, embodied Nick, not from a covered persona. Right. Not from a love you love me place. Correct. Yeah. Because I, you know, when you love yourself, as you know, it don't matter. Don't matter, boo. Don't matter if we love you. <laughs> yeah. So you have coming up some workshops and courses and you're moving some stuff online, which, you know, I love clearly. How can people follow you? How can people find you? Instagram, you know, are necessary evil. Pretty, I'm pretty active on there. Yeah, like you said, I have some stuff coming up. I am in the process of recording um, about a 10-hour workshop on fermentation, and you'll be able to purchase it on my website in parts. It's going to have three parts, kombucha, kefir, and cultured vegetables. 
Um, and it's going to come with a PDF recipe book that we're shooting photos of right now. And they're really beautiful and working with the same designers who have designed our super beautiful Radiate Kombucha cans. And so it's going to just be a really fun collection of resources for people who might want to tap into this stuff, but might not want to jump into full-on health coaching with me. Um, so that's going to be available in the next, hopefully, six to eight weeks on my website, which is susancartelia.com. Also, of course, via, you know, my health coaching work, which is also available on my website to, to contact me. Um, and then, yeah, as you said, my program is moving online. So for almost, I don't know, is it 10 years now? I've been running a holistic health coach certification program um, that integrates all of this, it integrates yoga, it integrates learning how to run your own business, it integrates really how to connect with clients in the way that I do, that I have found to be really, really powerful. And so that is moving online. And I, I hope to still do it in person, but that will be will be moving online in the next eight weeks. I, I hope to, to run the first course in January, um, to begin that the second week of January. It's slated to start right now, the first online program. So yeah, all of that's on the website. You can find the kombucha at Whole Foods. You can find me on Instagram. Yeah, I was going to ask, when is it coming to California? Yeah, I don't know. It's really <laughs> interesting because for, you know, same thing here. Like right away when I first started the business wholesale, Someone, a distributor in LA reached out to me because there was like a really, you know, high-end grocery chain who wanted to carry it in LA. And I was like, no, my work is about localizing our food system. There's really great kombucha in LA. I'm not going to ship essentially flavored water with bacteria across the country. And part of me still does feel that way. Um, however, since we've changed our packaging to, um, we now package in a BPA-free aluminum can. Um, that's the most sustainable packaging on the planet. I feel a little bit, it's also, it's much lighter to ship. Um, so I feel a little bit better about it. So we are like kind of rolling out state by state now. So I don't know how to answer that question. I think that we'll be rolling out in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut soon. Um, it's already in the Hamptons and a few places in Brooklyn, but we'll be kind of moving with a distributor. So it'll be lots of places, not just a couple. Um, and like I said, it'll be in the whole state of Florida soon. It's in the entire state of Texas now. So I love that. I, I was only teasing because I'm in California and I wanted it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, vision. Vision. You got to have it, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that tr that's truly everything. TBD. Thank you for sharing with the listeners all of your knowledge, because you've got such knowledge, as well as vision as we were talking about and vulnerability as well you've been incredibly honest and real with us about how your business is where it's going what you're doing and how it's not perfect all the time and uh i really appreciate that so thank you my friend thank you so much for being thank here thank you for giving me the space to do so you know we always like we always learn when we when we can sit and reflect this way so it's been nice to to catch up with you in this way and yeah if anybody gets any sort of little morsel of anything from this, then, then it's good. And they will. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends. Please rate, write us a review, and subscribe so we can spread the word and other solopreneurs just like you can find us.